Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Across from me is Mr. Charles Mansplainer Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? I'm on a I'm on a box of soap, man. You are. We've been talking to the live group for about 25 minutes now about our manly problems that we have <laughs> right now, and most of them are women. <laughs> the mental. Just kidding. It's the mental load and labor. The mental load. You know the invisible labor that we take on. Yeah. That people don't see. That we haven't created you know? flashcards for yet. We need flashcards. <laughs> For that mental load. Hey, um, happy late Thanksgiving to everyone. It was a, a good break if you celebrated, like my family did, the the um the invasion uh, of Native American yeah, land. If you, if you celebrated the <laughs> genocide of the original peoples on our land and just celebrated the fact that they were not immune to smallpox and didn't have guns, stuff like that. That's why we gather during these <laughs> holiday God. seasons. Okay, so we had a great time. Um, I wanted to recap some stuff that happened over the break because we truly didn't do anything from Tuesday of last week. We did nothing related Wednesday. to po politics. We didn't do a show on Wednesday. That's what I'm saying. You said. Well, yeah. So Wednesday until this morning, yes. we did nothing related to politics. Uh, and Five whole days. It's pretty crazy. A lot, mm. a lot can happen in five whole days, like gaining seven or eight pounds. You know, that can happen. Mm -hmm. Depends on how many... Thanksgiving dinners you had over that time. That's true. I had quite a bit. I had a lot of food. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope everyone had some fun conversation with your family. Are you feeling full? I feel full right now, currently. Okay. Dangerously, disgustingly full still. Still. And I, mm. I do not need to eat this week, and I'm going to make that my goal. Are you on to, hunger uh, strike now? Yeah, I'm not going to eat anything this week. Uh, just as a, uh, just to try and, I don't know, maybe shed off. Roughly 10 pounds from mm -hmm. what I can tell. But anyway, I had a great time hanging out with the family. Took the whole time hanging out with my mom and dad and, you know, all of the other people. And mm -hmm. you hung out with your mom and dad together and in, my, the, in the same house. Mm -hmm. and, and my dad's fiance. And your dad's fiance. Yeah. And my the, brothers. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. I really hope you like kept the cameras rolling all the time. You could have had like a real world type situation. I have about on. 25 to 30 minutes worth of video. There you go. Let's release yeah. that on the, uh, on the discord <laughs> for the fed haters club. It's so good too. Oh, I had some fed haters club merch that was supposed to be here today. One of the items arrived damaged. <laughs> so, uh, the, oh. the mug, I ordered a coffee mug, but super simple. I filed a thing. I said, Hey, it's arrived damaged. They said, Oh, okay. We'll send you a new one. That was it. So there you go. Don't be afraid, folks. If one of our coffee mugs arrive damaged, they'll just send you a new one. Look at that. Problem solved. Do you get to keep the damaged one? You get to keep it. Yeah. So nice. I, I um, kept that in the trash can, and I'm going to be getting a new one pretty soon. Oh. And you can go to GodHatesFeds.com and get some of the merch. I put up a new shirt a couple days ago. I'm going to make it a goal right now to try and put up a new shirt design. Like, what do you think? Have you done the Ron and Paul was right once, one? I worked on it for a while over the weekend. I even bought some new software to make because I have an idea in my head for Ron Paul's face. And I can't find the setting I need to make Ron Paul's face look the way that I want it to look. Mm. And so I, I, pay, I paid some money last night to try and make this shirt. And then I want to do the same thing for like an Iran shirt and, a, you know, for all of the greats out there. Mm. And uh, so, so anyhow, it's, it's on the, 
it's it's in progress at the moment. But there's a lot of other great shirts over there at GodHatesFeds.com. Yeah, perfect for Christmas gifts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they even though this drop shift, which means it's made to order, it arrives pretty quickly. So that it ships out like from the time you order, it'll ship out like the next day. So it's it's pretty fast overall. Mm-hmm. It's it's no it's no Amazon Prime guaranteed two day delivery or anything, but it ships out pretty quickly. So what I wanted to do was go over some of the important things that happened over the break and just get everyone up to speed. If you stayed away from politics like we did over this amount of time, one of the big things that happened uh, is that there is a pause currently in the Israel Hamas conflict, and they've been exchanging hostages slash prisoners. I saw that. Israel calls them prisoners. Hamas calls them hostages. Mm -hmm. And so they've been exchanging those at roughly a five or six to one rate, which means they, uh, everyone is freely admitting that a Israeli is about six times as valuable as a Palestinian person. (laughs) So (laughs) you just look at the exchange rate. It's all economics. And right now we're doing about six to one for the uh, Israelis. So, so you're saying people are commodities. <laughs> I'm just saying ev- there's a market for everything, apparently. Uh, anyway, uh, Israel and Hamas are also open to extending the current pause. I was reading there have been about 200 aid trucks that have made their way into Gaza, trying to get them diesel fuel, stuff like that. I guess no bombing going on right now. Uh, Hamas has released 58 hostages over the past three days, uh, including Thai and Philippine nationals. I believe there was an uh, Israeli-American, like a dual citizenship, Israeli-American uh, child that was released. And, you know, it is good. These are hostages that don't need to be held hostage by Hamas right now. They're getting released. And there are people who are held in prison by Israel And by some accounts, what I can tell, they also didn't need to be being held by Israel in prison either. And so it's nice to see a little break in the fighting. And they are potentially going to keep this going. I think they're open to like 10 hostages, Israeli hostages per day, is what Netanyahu said, that they'll, they'll continue this pause as long as they can keep getting 10 Israeli hostages per day. And then when that's over... Uh, they're just going to go right back to it. Mm. Just just uh, bombing people. Mm. So that's that's the deal so right now. So they paused now. for Thanksgiving? <clears throat> it was kind of a Thanksgiving pause. Oh. Mm. They celebrate the, the death of the Native Americans over there too. Mm. So uh, this was a, a clip here from CNN talking about the Palestinians that were released by Israel. 39 Palestinian teenagers were released from Israeli prisons on the third day of the Israel-Hamas truce. A bus carrying Palestinian teenagers released from Israeli prisons arrived in the center of West Bank City on Sunday. Earlier, Israel's prison service confirmed it released 39 prisoners and detainees from a total of seven Israeli prisons uh, as part of a deal between Israel and Hamas that also saw the militant group release hostages today. The group group released Sunday included boys aged 18 and younger, two are 15, and one, the youngest, released is 14. They were welcomed by hundreds of well-wishers, some waving Palestinian flags, others carrying the flag of Hamas. When they arrived, some were detained without knowing their charge. This is the interesting part here. Because when we're fighting for Israel and peace and democracy and throwing our money towards these places, I do like to ask the question, okay, 
they have more, Israel has more Western values than a lot of the other countries in the region, right? I think we can probably accept that. But also they do some things that sound like uh, they could be wrong and would violate pretty easily, like our constitution, our bill of rights. And by the way- Same thing we did. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we kind of do the same thing. That Osama bin Laden point now. (laughs) He he did. And uh, we- we have this Bill of Rights, and it's not just this American law. It's, it's, it's the rights that we say human beings have because... They're natural. They are on this planet because they exist. They were endowed by whoever their creator is, whether it was Darwin or it was God or whoever it was that they're endowed by their creator with natural rights, which means these people also have those same natural rights. And so when I see paragraphs like this, it's a little... Concerning, 16 of those released were serving sentences mostly for attacks on Israelis, according to information drawn from the Israeli Prison Service and the Palestinian Prison Prisoner Society, a non-governmental organization. The remaining 23 released have been held under administrative detention, a widely criticized practice in which a detainee is unaware of any charges against them, and their case is not subject to any legal process. Like Guantanamo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, that's... That's weird. Now, a little bit more context from the Washington Post on these people. There's been 300 prisoners on this list, I guess, uh, that Hamas gave or whoever it was. 17 were convicted of attempted murder. So this is some of the Palestinians. This list includes 123 minors under 18. Five of them are 14. One was detained for throwing a pipe bomb, while others were detained for throwing Molotov cocktails or stones, according to the list. Uh, The list includes 33 women, the oldest among them, is 59 charged with security violations. Some of the Palestinian prisoners were listed as having been affiliated with groups including Hamas, Fatah, Islamic Jihad, and the Popular Front, but a large number were not affiliated with a group and appeared to have acted on their own. A large number of the prisoners were arrested but not tried, with some administrative detention without trial. Uh, The issue has long been a controversial topic for Israel, which has come under criticism by human rights groups. Uh, Let's see... They say they're holding 146 Palestinians age 18 and younger in detention or in prison on what the service called security grounds. Other organizations and rights groups cited the United Nations have estimated that hundreds of children are detained or prosecuted by the Israeli military each year. Some of those never get told why they've been arrested and they never have a trial or <laughs> anything. That's kind of weird. Yeah, they're just in prison. That's just a little bit weird, I would say. Yeah. Not saying that that they didn't commit some act of violence, but I would say if they committed an act of violence, I think they would be charged with committing said act Mm -hmm. of violence. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, Netanyahu says that uh, he he welcomes the release of more hostages, but he will continue the war after the hostages are released. Uh, But he said he is open to extending the current pause, which was a four-day pause in the fighting to celebrate Thanksgiving. And he said that he will uh, keep this going as long as they keep releasing hostages. Towards the end of the hostages, the situation will become more dicey because Hamas is going to have to try to delay this if they want them to keep this pause going. So, you know, once you start to run low on your bargaining power, it's going to get a little dicey. Hmm. We'll see. And uh, with all the aid that's coming in, I think it's... beneficial for Hamas to keep this going for as long as possible because, of course, they plan on stealing all of the diesel fuel and all of the aid that comes into Gaza to help people. 
And so they want as much stuff to come in as possible so they can take it from the people who are supposed to be getting this aid right now and they can keep their war going. Well, right. Netanyahu says that his goal is to eliminate Hamas. Mm -hmm. Whatever that means. So that's the goal. Eliminate completely. Does it count if they just change <clears throat> their name? Can they do it? Can they <laughs> file? File for a name change? I don't know. You think? I don't know Does how the count? copyright laws work. In yeah, trade, someone might already trademark whatever name that they want to go with. <laughs> yeah. you know, you got to get a new design. That There's could be a costly. legal battle. Yeah. yeah, could be difficult. This could be tied up in court for quite a long time. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> All right. So that's one thing that happened over the break. Here's something that happened over the break. It's odd timing, uh, by my estimation. We got the motivation for a mass shooter. In Louisville, the guy that shot up the bank, uh, I think his name was Connor Sturgeon or something like that, shot up a bank. And uh, turns out he literally said that he shot up the bank to try and change gun laws. Mm -hmm. like, Fight fire with fire, man. Yeah. I mean, this should be a way bigger story than what it is. But since we have the media uh, that we have, it's not going to be. <clears throat> so... What? Magoo posted a GIF. <laughs> he from, hates these cans! From the jerk. <laughs> More cans! Stay right. away from the cans. Stay away from the cans! <laughs> Die, gas pumper! All right, go ahead, Charlie. So let's, good. Let's learn about why this guy shot the place up. All right, the man who shot and killed five people at a bank earlier this year in Louisville wanted to send a message about the need for gun control. Ah. Uh, Connor Sturgeon, who died April 10th in a firefight with Louisville police, left behind a journal that laid out his motives for the deadly attack, including his belief that killing, quote, upper-class white people would prompt tougher laws on firearms access. I have decided to make an impact. These people did not deserve to die, but because I was depressed and able to buy guns, they are gone, he said in an entry dated April 4th. Perhaps this is the impetus for change, upper-class white people dying. I certainly would not have been able to do this were it more difficult to get a gun, he wrote. His goals included no more me and stop gun violence, send a message to politicians. The handwritten writings were part of a 64-page report released Tuesday by the Louisville Metro Police Department that included photocopy images of notebook pages as well as an April 5th selfie showing Sturgeon making a joker face. Detective Kevin Carrillo, who wrote the report, said he believes the journal entries left behind by Connor Sturgeon are direct information to the planning and his mindset in the days leading up to the shooting. With his possible motives for his actions, including political issues surrounding corrupt politicians and lack of gun control. He was also oh, unhappy. Sorry, I, I skipped one. Oh, sorry. Uh, he opened fire on his co-workers in a conference room at the old National Bank, killing five and injuring eight. Those who died were uh, these people. <laughs> the gunman was shot in the head eight minutes after the attack began by Officer Corey Galloway, who was able to take out the shooter despite being hit in the vest himself. His partner, rookie officer Nicholas Wilt, was struck in the head and hospitalized in critical condition. He was discharged from a rehabilitation center in July after more than three months of therapy. Got shot in the head. And yeah. Left. Yeah. Crazy. Lucky dude. Certainly, Sturgeon had mental health issues. He was being treated for depression, including therapy and medication, and had voluntarily checked into a mental hospital last year after a suicide attempt during spring break in Florida. He was also unhappy with his banking job, 
and wanted to take medical leave after suffering a panic attack. In his writings, he said he had nothing to live for, but that need to make an impact affect change somehow on issues including climate disaster, gun access, and lack of mental health care. Quote, Dems get rich by doing nothing in the name of civility while they allow repubs to do whatever they want to whoever they want. A level of corruption that stands directly between us and progress. He expressed disgust with how easily he was able to obtain firearms, saying, quote, just walked in 45 minutes, get AR-15. That's kind of a long time. It took me 15. Mm -hmm. That's quick. Also, I like how he took out all the other words. (laughs) Just walked in 45 minutes, get AR-15. Yeah. Probably went to a gun show. Yeah. I know our uh, I know our politicians are solely focused on lining their own pockets, but maybe this will knock some sense into them. If not, good luck. Um, that was a week before the shooting. Oh, that's the same thing there. Um, here's a good one there. Um, oh, both of these are good, I guess. Yeah. Even though he was planning to carry out a mass shooting, he blamed the NRA, saying it failed to show any regard for the value of human life. <laughs> At the same time, he's the one deciding. He's, he is the one who did it. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, Quote, but let's not forget the most important player here, the one who made it all possible. Let's give it up for the NRA. I couldn't have done this without all of your lobbying dollars. You really brought this whole thing together. This is the world you are building, one without any regard for the value of human life. Who's the one that didn't have value for human life? <laughs> The ones who took the human life, like the guy who took the human life or an organization that advocates for the rights. Well, sometimes sometimes advocates for the (laughs) rights of people to be able to protect themselves. Loosely advocates. Okay. That's a, okay. It's a difficult one to explain to try to wrap your mind around here because I, I bet you there are some people on the left who would read this and be like, yeah, NRA, you know, gun law should have stopped this madman from doing this. But also, if it wouldn't have been for all the wild leftist nonsense on guns, this guy wouldn't have done this. He was actually motivated by all of the crazy talk about people's gun rights. And that's why he went. We literally have a shooter who wrote down in his manifesto, I am... I'm going to assume lefty, whatever. Okay. Clearly crazy. Okay. We know that kind of a crazy, crazy dude. I don't think any sane people decide that they're just going to mass murder anyone. Uh, But he says, I am going to kill a bunch of people in an effort to get stronger gun control laws written in America. This is a conspiracy theory come to life right here, actually. How many times have we seen this? Like, oh, Dems sending shooters out there to kill people that way they can take away our gun rights. And then we get a story. It's like, oh, dude, lefty shooter went out there and killed a bunch of people in order to take away people's gun rights. And we're like, oh, okay, well, turkey coming up here in a couple days. So, (laughs) you know, this came out right before Thanksgiving. You literally said that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why he did it. But then also, (laughs) also then he consciously thought about this for a long time and then, and then still made the decision. Yeah, and he blamed the NRA for allowing him to buy a gun. And that he still when, had to load and pull the trigger. Had, like, he still, and that's what 
that's what these people don't get. It's like, it's, it's the person who decided to go and do the thing. He was the person who could have stopped this shooting, not the gun laws, not the NRA, not the NRA lobbyist money. He could have stopped it, but because we've done such a good job at allowing people to blame everything on everyone else and be some kind of a victim in society and uh, have so much hatred and division in our politics and all that, he was able to literally blame an organization that lobbies Congress and then still decided to load the gun and go to the place and kill people. He could have just not done it, but he wanted to make a political stand, mm -hmm. I guess. And he thought that killing uh, upper-class white people in a bank is what was going to do it because uh, people only care about white people getting killed, apparently. And uh, that was proven wrong, apparently, because we didn't get any more specific laws pertaining to this event that took place. Yeah. He also said something pretty important here, which is why our tagline for the show is life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. He said, I have nothing to live for. Mm -hmm. The dude had no meaning or purpose in his life. And so why not be completely nihilistic and, and take out as many people as I possibly can while I know I'm going to be taken out myself. Yeah. Cause I'm, he literally was saying, I'm ready to die. Why don't we kill a bunch of people on my way out? He could have become an activist for his beliefs on this. You know, I don't know how much time he spent uh, trying to rally groups to go protest and being annoying as hell in public or whatever people who are protesting do. I don't know if he, if he ever spent any time doing that. He could have somehow affected way more people in a positive manner uh, than going and doing what he, what he did this time. But... He decided that what we need to change laws is uh, another mass shooting, but killing upper-class white people, I guess. Uh, it's pretty dumb, I would say. This this should be in dumb leap of the week, but I think too many people died. So, anyhow, any other thoughts on this <coughs> joke? I don't. It should be a way bigger deal. I mean, this should be a, this should be a political conversation. Mm -hmm. People on the left should be saying, hey... Our supporters who want gun control laws don't go out there and mass murder people in order to try and get gun control laws. You know? Yeah. Let's uh, band did together. Their, did their rhetoric lead to the death of these people? I think this was, incit they this be, was incitement to... Should they be shooting. held liable mm. and complicit in this man's actions? I mean, you... He literally said climate change. Yeah. Um, what else did he say? What else did he say? Uh, lack of mental health care. Climate disaster, uh, so. gun access, and lack of mental health care. Now, which is what the left talks about all the time. How do you think he did at affecting uh, climate change in this mass shooting? Well, he took some people out, so those people can Oh, it's true, yeah, less carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. Those people can no longer drive their cars or have kids. Yep. And that that bank is part of capitalism, mm -hmm. and capitalism is what's destroying our climate, so I guess they... Capitalism backs the NRA. He helped all those things. And we've yeah. just seen a wave of change sweep the nation after this mass shooting. Dude literally was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to fight mass shootings by committing a mass shooting. Mm -hmm. God. And then eventually, you know, what's interesting. Let's take this to the extreme. What if like all of our mass shootings were people doing this? And you'd be like, dude, you guys are the ones doing the mass shootings. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just not a good idea. Um, I would recommend anyone listening right now, don't commit a mass shooting. That's just my advice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Take no. it for what you I will. recommend not okay. to kill anyone. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think you should. 
Yeah. Definitely not a mass shooter <clears throat> and definitely not an AR-15. Okay. Yeah. So those are scarier than other, other guns. Uh, did you see the stuff about the riots that took place in Ireland? No. Yeah. So there was a... Uh, this Apparently the, Ireland has had an influx of... Immigrants. Immigrants. It and, looks like. Yeah. So you did see the... I saw thing some things about okay. it. I did not see that. I did not see a riot. Oh, they were... I didn't know that they were protesting. Well, the, the, you didn't see it because it was mostly peaceful. Oh, okay. Was the, you see this picture right there? That yeah. pole is doing just fine right there in the front. Uh, so it's a mostly peaceful... Look at all those people over there. They're not happens. on fire. Uh, just let me, the car. Let me see, actually. Do we have any... Are there any good pictures, videos of uh, what was happening here? There's people climbing on the hood of a truck. All right. Oh, yeah. Police car. Looting. At a footlocker, some stuff on fire. Um, anything else here? What do we got? There's some more pictures of things on fire. Um, so we got... We got that. Anything else? Here's some people around cop cars. Here's a flaming dumpster. Looks like there's a bus on fire. Uh, so that's not good. Overall, no matter what it is that you're mad about, I don't think I support going and looting people's private property or really any of the property. I, I don't think it's a real way to do anything unless you're going. Well, who is rioting and why? That is a great question. It's a really great question. So it seemed to be that people were upset about immigration, and that's why they were rioting. There was a stabbing spree that took place. Five people were stabbed. Three of them were children. I did not hear whether or not is any of them... because they couldn't get a gun? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Couldn't get a gun. Um, they had the right amount of uh, mass shooting manifestos to get rid of their guns, I guess. And um, they, so there's a stabbing spree. The... The word goes out that it was an, an immigrant, non-national, that did this. And as you've seen, over across the pond, there's been quite an influx of immigrants into the country. And we do see a lot of videos on X pretty frequently uh, showing that there's some unrest, that you, you get a video of crimes being committed. I don't know the numbers on this. I don't know if the crimes are being committed disproportionately by immigrants uh, from from some of these countries, uh, more Arab nations, stuff like that, it, it seems to be. Um, it's a complicating, it's complicated conversation because... It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> um, we're libertarians and we like, I like immigration. You know, uh, you're pretty open border libertarian. Mm -hmm. I'm a really big gate that like everyone can walk through. Almost. As long as they pass Nate Thurston's As long test. as they pass my rules that I have. Okay, so we want people to come in, but then you see all these videos all the time where it's like these immigrants committing crimes. They came from Syria or what, name, your, name your country. And they come over and they are stabbing people and they're robbing people and raping and doing all this stuff. And I don't want to just believe that it's only immigrants doing these things in these countries. I think that there's a bit of a... Or that it's all of the immigrants. Yeah, or all, of course. It's very, probably a few. Very few of them. Probably a small percentage yes. of the people that came Statistically, over. Statistically, none of them. Yes, I'm sure that's true. 
Um, I believe last year didn't Ireland have like 180,000 immigrants, I think, and just last year. Um, so, they, they had a thing. The number I saw was 65,000. They had agreed to take uh, from somewhere uh, like refugees or whatever it was. And, but I don't know the total numbers for Ireland. Mm. I did minimal effort uh, looking up the stuff for this. But I know that's why the riots happened. Is because that's supposedly what happened. Now, one thing on X I saw going around was people are upset that the news media branded this as far right protests breaking out in Dublin. And you see this all over the people. They do the screenshots of all the different headlines. And it's always these far right protests. And the thing that you're supposed to say is, oh, so you got to be on the far right if you hate kids getting stabbed. You know, that <laughs> makes you far right. The problem is there's a little bit more nuance and not that I'm going to be on the side of the news media here, but the people weren't out there protesting against kids getting stabbed. They were protesting against their immigration laws. That's, that is what they were protesting against. Okay. That's why they were mad. If it would have just been Conor McGregor out there and he stabbed some people, I don't think there would have been riots afterwards because they hated kids getting stabbed. Okay. Because they have such a kid stabbing uh, amount, you know, high amounts of that happening. So epidemic. Well, they're saying that for. the kid stabbing would have happened if there was immigration. Basically, they yeah. saw a crime committed by allegedly uh, an immigrant to the country and that this uh, shows that they have to do something about taking in all these people from these other countries. I think there's an art. I think there's a very delicate argument to be made. Very, very delicate argument when you look at stuff like this. Like, ah, <sighs> Are you going to say it? No. Say no, it. I'm not going to say it. Say it. I think that there are, I think that there is a viable conversation you can have about the culture of a close, like a society like Ireland, you know, and you got this culture there. Does it ever make any sense for the people who live there to be worried that it's going to get, uh, God bless America, our freaking way that we talk about things makes you just afraid to say whatever, mm. you know? Is there ever a, a reason that the You're people in the country... You're afraid Ireland's going to get too brown. Is there ever a reason they'd be worried that their culture is going to become outnumbered? Mm. And that they're going to lose it and they're going to vote to throw away everything that made their country a country because the United States decided to bomb some countries, <laughs> essentially. <Yeah. laughs> like, let's not forget our part in this. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if that's ever something that they, a legitimate conversation to be had. So you're a white Irish nationalist. No, no, I'm not. I don't care what happens in those places. <laughs> At the end of the day, when I ask myself these questions, it just comes down to, you have to, uh, you, you have to prosecute the laws that you have. Like if there's crimes being committed, people need to be prosecuted. They need to get in trouble for it. And that's the way that the society is supposed to work. Like if you come from another country where you got Sharia law and you decide to put a jihad Sharia on your wife or something like that and uh, you just get prosecuted under the law mm -hmm. and people learn that you can't just go jihad on people in other countries. Like the guy who know. stabbed kids, that's that's against the law. It is. And so he'll, no, get, he'll get arrested mm -hmm. just like anyone else would have and and there you go. But I'm sure he's not the first guy to stab kids in Ireland. No, he's also not the immigrant that they thought he was in the first place. That seemed to be a little bit of fake rumor news mm -hmm. going around. We'll talk about that here in a second. 
One thing I do disagree when it comes to all this is uh, Conor McGregor's under investigation for online hate speech. Hmm. Ireland, they got some tough, some tough laws over there. We played some videos from Ireland before talking about your free speech and your rights and stuff like that. They're not too big on those things over there. I was, I was seeing some videos about people talking about how Ireland has elected a, a government that hates white people. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're, they're trying to destroy white people is what they're saying, which I find, I mean, come on. One of the quotes I saw going around was one of the guys uh, got up there and said that basically there were too many white people in their government and that they needed to have better representation. Diversify. And, the, and they needed to diversify. And then the statistic was like, Ireland is 99% white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are we doing here? Right. Um, I, I just, let's talk about Connor. Uh, violent riots erupted in Ireland's capital on Thursday after the alleged assailants that five people included two adults and three children as young as five years old. Now what's weird though, what is weird though, when it is a far right thing, it's a riot. Yeah. If this was like a BLM protest, this would yeah. be mostly peaceful just protest. Be mostly peaceful protest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that looked just like the BLM protest to me. Kind of did. I had to those, check to make sure those weren't a uh, video from Minneapolis. Or very anything. similar, very similar videos. Mm-hmm. But this but, was a far right riot. riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The night of violence. By the way, they're both riots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The night of violence resulted in the arrest of at least 34 of the reported 500 rioters, some of whom, so most of them were peaceful. Okay. Uh, Some of whom set a bus and police car ablaze and damaged multiple buildings as officials suspended all public transport in the city. Irish Garda Commissioner Drew Harris labeled the Dublin riots as as disgraceful scenes caused by a hooligan faction driven by far-right ideology. But the police commissioner's remarks were met with harsh criticism from... The UFC superstar who said innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national in Dublin, Ireland today. McGregor said our chief of police had this to say in the riots in the aftermath. Drew, not good enough. There is grave danger among us in Ireland that should never be here in the first place. And there has been zero action done to support the public in any way, shape or form with this frightening fact. Not good enough. Make change or make way. Ireland for the victory. God bless those attacked today. We pray in the month of May down by the bay. <laughs> After his initial... Wait, so this is, <laughs> this is hate speech? Um, this is being well, investigated for hate well, speech? Let's see. There could be some more hateful speech or at least incitement of hatred in people's hearts. I don't know. After his initial remarks, McGregor emphasized he did not condone the Dublin riots, stolen property and destruction, or any attacks on first responders. Quote, Last night, scenes achieved nothing toward fixing the issues we face. He said this, he wrote this in an accent. He did. The Irish accent. I can't do it. I do understand (laughs) frustrations, however, and I do understand a move must be made to ensure the change we need is ushered in. And fast. I am in the process of arranging Believe me, I am way more tactical and I have backing. There will be change in Ireland. Mark my words. Now get to my fucking belt. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I would say he's upset with the immigration policies of Ireland. And man, do you think there's, okay, I'm never going to be in favor of any law that says certain people can't come 
to the country. Like I'm just, I would never back that. That sounds racist mm-hmm. to me or xenophobic or Islamophobic or phobic phobic. I'm scared of being scared of stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, all these countries that we look at, these small, like Sweden or something, just say we look at Sweden and you're like, oh, look at their outcomes when it comes to this, this, and this. And what someone will say is, well, they got a very homogenous society. You know, they've got, you know, this is their culture and these are the people and you look and it's, uh, it's, it's 124% the same brand of person that's in this, uh, that's in this country. Is there, is that true? Is there something to be said for having a segregated culture? Partially true. <laughs> you think? I would say. I mean, it does bring about problems when you have <laughs> traditions clashing. Yeah. You know? Different cultures clashing with each yeah. other. Look yeah. at look at Israel-Palestine. Yeah. I mean, true. they're an all-out war. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, and it's because humans... Different morals clashing, yeah. Humans have this biological need for safety, and they view things that don't look like them or we default, act like We default them. to tribalism. That's like the most yes. default thing that happens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. Now, we found a way, I believe, in the United States to be mostly peaceful. That mm-hmm. is true. It's mostly peaceful. We have several different cultures. A lot of different ones. But what's interesting is when you look at New, like some, somewhere like New York, right? <clears throat> look at New York. Okay. All those different cultures kind of assimilate to their own few blocks. Mm-hmm. That's like true. You have Chinatown, you have a place where the Irish, you have a place where the Italians are. They you still have, want to live close to they, other people that are that are like them. Even in the yeah. same city, they still... Is factionate a word? They still... Fractionate? They fractionate into factions mm-hmm. of their own little groups mm-hmm. inside of the same city, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Nashville has the same thing. Everyone knows where Mexico is in Nashville. Okay. And I'm not saying that to be racist. I'm just saying like a big group of them all live in the same place. Look and we it. have, and what's the place in Michigan? Is it like Dearborn, Michigan? We have or one super of those places Mercados where, actually yeah. says that on the sign in uh-huh. certain places in Nashville where there's a large population of Hispanics mm-hmm. that all, they're all together because they want to mm-hmm. go to their super Mercado versus Target or whatever. They don't shop at Kroger. They go to, to Rosero's Super Mercado. Mm-hmm. What? Huh. They do. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm just it's true. saying it. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's typically what happens. So you think that's easier to do in a country that's as big as America, where people can... I don't know like if it's you- easier. I'm just explaining. There's this biological tribal nature that human beings have. You see it in the animal kingdom, too. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, when you're talking try, about people from Mexico, go be a lion and try to cross over into another lion's territory. Yeah. Okay. They'll send the troops, man. They will. They don't like it. They, and it's because you're an outsider. They, they don't know you. A lot of it, I think, has to do with a common language. I'm not saying it's right. Common language, common culture, traditions, and you just feel more comfortable surrounded by people well, who have the, who speak the same you have language an idea, that you do. But you also have an idea and, of how that person's going to act. Mm hmm. So you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you have no idea what that person's going to do, you have to be on guard, right? Because you're vulnerable to attack. You're vulnerable to being stabbed. <clears throat> you're vulnerable. And so when people don't look like you or talk like you or act like you, then you're on guard. And it makes sense. I'm not skinning. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it makes biological sense. 
we have to take that all into account and we should be able to have these conversations. That's how we move forward. That's how we actually bring people who don't look alike together. Here's the problem. Like the answer is we all have the same laws that we have to act within, you know, like that we have the same set of rules that we have, that we all are under. And when you bring in someone from another, say they come from Syria or whatever, you bring in someone who thinks that Sharia law should be the law of the land. Okay, well, if they act in accordance with Sharia law, they need to be prosecuted under uh, American law still, you know, and hopefully people will learn that lesson over time. Sharia law is kind of an extreme example, but if you take it something a little bit lighter, what happens when there is a tipping point in the voting base and the people, and you've got more people who think the law should be a little bit different because the people end up voting in the people who make the laws. And so is there like a natural worry you would have that eventually you're going to get enough people come in and they're going to put enough people in power that they're actually going to change the system, the way that the country operates. Uh, Which is why you shouldn't be allowed to make laws that, yeah, that supersede. You should only have laws about people who hurt people or take their stuff, Mm -hmm. like physically hurt people and remove liberties away from other people. That's the problem when you have, you give people positive rights and you take things away from one person to give it to another. Uh, then that all gets really messy. What you should be doing is protecting someone's individual liberty. And if the government just stayed in that bounds right there, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Now let's look at uh, a couple clips here because as I said, um, Ireland's not great when it comes to this whole free speech thing. Here is their uh, Prime Minister, Leo Varadkar, Varadkar, Whatever, how you want to say it? I can't say it in an Irish accent, sorry. Um, here's him talking about how they need to update their laws in accordance with the uh, Before social... you get to that, though, I think Magoo's right from the Fed Haters Club, which you can join by going to joingml.com. He said maybe this guy was just trying to get harsher knife laws passed in Ireland. No, we'll have to see, we'll have to see yeah. his, his manifesto in like six, six or eight months. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll figure out what that Kinda was. like the guy in America... Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he didn't think Ireland's knife laws were straight. He could just go mm-hmm. to a store, get knife, and kill children. Or maybe he thought there were too many immigrants in Ireland. Go store, get knife. He was unhappy with their immigration policies. Children dead. Actually, that's yeah. what it was. Okay, here's uh, what this PM is saying. We're going to make sure that we make those changes to our laws uh, in the next couple of weeks to allow the Gardaí uh, to use that evidence and go through that evidence uh, and identify the people who are involved in these actions, and we are going to get them. Uh, In addition to that, I think it's now very obvious to anyone who might have doubted it um, that our incitement hatred legislation is just not up to date. It's not up to date for the social media age, uh, and we need that legislation through, and we need it through within a matter of weeks, um, because it's not just the platforms who have a responsibility here, and they do. Uh, There's also the individuals uh, who post messages and images online uh, that stir up hatred and violence, uh, and we need to be able to use laws to go after them individually as well. Mm. Incitement to hatred. Not even just hatred, like incitement to hatred. Not incitement to violence. Incitement to hatred. You can't post a meme that might lead to someone not liking a certain person or whatever. Certain group of people. Yeah, It's illegal. The problem here is freedom of speech. That is the main problem. Yeah. It's that people are freely thinking. We played this clip before 
But uh, here's a member of the Green Party. This was, I think, on a dumb bleep of the week one time. Uh, this is how they do things up there. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here. Is She's right about that. All laws, all legislation uh, are about restriction of freedom. It's pretty, pretty true. We are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. When you if you make someone feel bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Great stuff. Way to go. Uh, way to go over there in Ireland. She seems uh, like she's that mom at school, you know, <laughs> that's getting on a Timmy for making her son Johnny feel bad mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about his handwriting, you know? And so Johnny should go to jail mm -hmm. for that. Let me see. Authorities reportedly have launched an investigation into the mixed martial arts fighter as part about Conor McGregor as part of an inquiry into the dissemination of so-called online hate speech. According to the Sunday Times, the investigation... Based on what he said. Yep. The investi investigation, because he could have incited hatred mm. against other people by saying, the things, by saying the things that he said. By saying yeah. not good enough? Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Uh, the investigation comes as Irish officials have reportedly started preparing to pass radical legislation concerning the public speech law, which historically has lacked a consistent definition. Um, he recently told media that the lawmakers should immediately pass just legislation. Video, yeah, yeah, the next few weeks. Uh, the video that we just watched right then. Stir okay. up hatred and violence. Well, it seems like Argentina is a better place to move yeah. to than Ireland, <laughs> by the way. In case you guys are wondering. We, uh, we didn't get to the, um, oh, okay, sorry. There is a couple other things. Uh, we're not losing any more of our women and children, the sick and twisted people who should not even be in Ireland in the first place. Mm. Mm. That's, that's, there's the hatred coming in. Yeah. Um, okay. There's that video. There's that video. Oh, Dublin mass stabbing suspect is a naturalized citizen who's been in Ireland for decades. Uh, according to the police. So there was that little tidbit too. So he's not white from what I can tell, uh, according to the reporting, but he has been in Ireland for decades, meaning it's not exactly the people that everyone is upset about, like all the recent refugees and immigrants and stuff coming from uh, U.S. wars that have been forced out of their countries and are going to safer places or anything like that. Um, someone who's been there for for 20 years or so, at least. Yeah, and he had access to assault knives. Uh, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. He probably wrote about it. Like, how did I How did I get this knife? Yeah. Only he said it in, like, Dirk or Dirk something. How did I get this knife? Yeah, because Ireland has pretty strict gun laws. <laughs> so this guy was still able to, to mass murder people. Um, I will look more into uh, some of the rates of crime in these countries that have had large influxes of immigration I didn't look into that for, for this conversation. We'll do a bigger conversation where we can really unpack some of the dicey things that we were thinking about <laughs> saying during this show. That was a rhetorical question, <laughs> Nate. 
She already had the answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yes. But I, I would like to actually have the uh, data. If I say anything, I'm more relying on the echo chamber of Twitter showing me specific mm -hmm. videos about things happening. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't exactly get a video of a of an Irish person stabbing someone. But I would see a video of a Syrian person stabbing someone. That's I think, just the way it works. I think Jordan Peterson talks about the actual, like the underneath problem with this. He does a really good job of explaining that it's it's actually a miracle that you go outside and the world's not on fire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? He talks about it. It's like, it's amazing that we can all sit in this theater, thousands of us together, and we're not tearing each other to pieces like yeah. chimps because that's what chimps do that's what he says mm -hmm. and then so you actually start thinking about that it's like we do have this again we have this like biological nature where if people don't look like us or talk like us or act like us then we don't know what they're capable of right they could be capable of stabbing us or they could be capable of becoming our best friend we don't know so of course like that also goes for people who do look like us. True. <laughs> true. But, Nate, when, when you're walking through the mall, <laughs> let me just ask you a question right now. When you're walking through a mall, okay? Yeah. And you're just walking by, mm -hmm. do you notice all these people who don't have tattoos on their face? Or do you notice the guy who's jacked, he's got a couple teardrops? He could be white, but yeah. got a couple teardrops. Mm-hmm jacked walking around the mall do you kind of avoid that guy a little bit more than you would the other people who don't have tattoos on their face i answer okay. honestly okay i will answer honestly i avoid everyone to the fullest extent so <laughs> i don't you know i don't have any frame of reference here uh but but yeah sure okay. you would there's a reason that when you would see that guy <laughs> and you'd be like huh he doesn't seem as safe as this other person who doesn't have tattoos on their face. Lacey went to Walmart last <laughs> night and I texted her about an hour later to make sure she had not been robbed. So she went to Walmart where? In the greater Nashville area. <laughs> she went to Walmart in an area where the Walmart is known for not being the safest place. And that is why I texted her mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I'm sure. Had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that it's a high crime Walmart. Most known for its crimeness. It's yeah. If you want to go, yeah. If you want to go to a high crime Walmart, you go to yeah. the one in Antioch, Tennessee. Yeah, that's the that's the one you go to. Mm. So just random shootings and people getting robbed and did she make it home? Stuff like that. She did. She did. Dang it. T. Dang it. <laughs> <sighs> oh. It is. It, it and Bailey brings up a good point. Why do we feel weird for saying these things? That's because. We're taught now yeah. <laughs> that our rhetoric can't be discussed. And that's a big problem. We should be able to discuss these things because that's how we move forward. Well, it is just... That's how... You have to have an understanding so that you can uh, move forward in that understanding and then you can actually understand other people who are different than you and then different people can understand you and then you know that you won't kill each other. Yeah. And then you can <clears throat> meld together. Right, yep. you have an understanding for differences, and so that's a big thing. But it's much easier just to hang out with people who look like you and talk like you and and whatever, because you assume your assumption is 
And see, Jordan Peterson does a good job of explaining this because what he talks about is like, life is too complicated, right? You don't have, you actually don't have the brain power to constantly be scanning, right? For danger all the time. And then actually take care of things that you need to take care of. That's what I try to tell my That's, wife all the time. Like, you know, I'm always when, scanning for danger. When Nate's here you at want my me to house, mop the floor. When Nate's here at my house, I'm able to like go downstairs, and I'm able to like make a cup of coffee, and I'm able to work, and I'm able to do stuff because I know, or I have a pretty large assumption that I'm safe with this chimp in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I want you to feel like. If it was some random person who had tattoos on their face, let's say, because let's say they were white, they were white, had tattoos on their face or whatever, and they just came over to work for the day, yeah. I would be much more on guard. Mm-hmm. They don't know the person. It's it's a very natural thing, and so we have to we have to be able to have that conversation to have the conversations that the the subsequent conversations that we need to have to all live in peace. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Let's anyway, go. That was a good episode. I, don't I gotta like tell it, you, I don't with care that, if, with I don't, that new hoodie on and everything. I don't care if anybody liked it or not. I know because I liked it. That's, that's all, all that, matters. that matters. Yeah, yeah. That's all so I anyway, care about too. Share the show or don't. I noticed people started doing that's that. All by that. The way. that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, because we don't care whether or not you like the show. Truly, do not care we if like our life it. goal succeeds or not. Currently, we're out of Facebook jail. Mm. It looks like we're making our way back. I'm thankful for that. They could throttle us back down. We even had a couple Twitter posts do really well over the last few days. We may have May. And I'm not going to get my hopes up because I don't care what Obama said about hope. It's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. But we, we, know have, that. we have stuck through this thing. <laughs> We've been in the trenches taking yeah. grenades. They've tried to crush our spirit. It was a big deal that we had 400,000 people reached from our Facebook account uh, in the last however long it was. I don't remember. And Charlie was like, that's pretty good, but we've done over a million. I was like, no, Charlie, we were once at 14 million Used to be consistently over 10 million. (laughs) So we still have to uh, keep fighting our way back up But what did we get all the way down to like 10,000? Oh yeah, probably 10,000 during during the, our solitary confinement yeah yeah so we have uh we've stuck with it despite their attempts to bring us down we we're not letting it happen so anyway you should share the show that's because this content is just too pointless (laughs) we've got to get it out there to no one exactly so share the show or don't leave a rating review or don't um go to the new website that nate spent hours slaving Mm -hmm. over it for no money so you should go give them money sure. at goodmorningliberty.us. Goodmorningliberty.us or go to godhatesfeds.com. That'll get you right to the merch store. Join gmail.com or on the website. You can join the Fed Haters Club um, and give Nate some of your money because he's been working for free all this time. And so I think he shouldn't be working for free. Oh, that's your opinion. You should pay him <laughs> for that. So anyway, you should do all that or not. And if you don't or do... We'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.